Okay, people. So we are we're here, right? It is time for Sci-Fi London 2023. It's running from the 31st of March of May, even to the 6th of June. So we're taking a look at films, people. You know what I mean? And yeah, we're gonna let you know what's going down. So we've got a couple of UK premieres today. And um, yeah, let's get it popping. Okay, people. So up first, we had the UK premiere of Cade the Tortured Cross. Okay, people. So having its UK premiere at Sci-Fi London, we have got Cade the Tortured Crossing. Okay, so this film is basically it's a one-man shop, right? It is written, directed, you know, by Neil Breen, who also takes care of, like, cinematography, editing, right, casting, music, production design, props, location scouting. Yeah, Old Neil decided to do everything. The cast also has Breen starring as Cade and Cole Altar. Right? We've got um, hmm, Nicole Butler. She plays a doctor. Um, we've got, boy... Amy Solomon is another doctor. There's Derek Powell as a corporate executive. Talis Knight plays a detective. Addison Medley is another corporate executive. The police chief is Leslie McKinney. Um, we've got the Lady in White played by Jennifer Estrella. Um, Jeremy Chavez is another detective. All right, we got Patience played by Gwendolyn Brown. Um, Judy Law. All right, Eric Lum. Uh, Landon Munez. And Kevin Tyree. Uh, yeah, I think that is about everyone. Um, boy, <laughs> the gist of this film is um, an identical AI twin brother restores an old mysterious mental asylum. He takes it upon himself to mystically train the patient's as warriors for humanity and justice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, this is actually a sequel to a film that came out, brush, 
think it was like 2018 um, called uh, Twisted Pear, right? So I don't know if watching Twisted Pear will make this film make sense because I gotta be honest with you people, this film does not make any sense. Now, I've seen people talk about Breen in the same air as Tommy Wazoo, right? And they say that the films are so bad that they're good. Now, I don't know about that, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man. The film is just over an hour and a half, and it feels like it's an hour too long. Now, I think, listen, this, I think this is his sit film, right? So you feel that, you know, everyone I've spoken to in the past, you know what I mean? You learn things from the work that you do. Right. And I think we know that just from life in general. Right. What any mistakes we make, anything that doesn't quite come up to our expectations the next time. Right. The next time we do that thing, we like, OK, this time I'm going to approach it in this way. Now, I haven't seen any other Breen films, so I don't know if he is taken that on board, right? I have no clue. You know, Stan Lee once said, with great power comes great responsibility. And that, I feel, is the mantra a lot of people should be taking on board. You feel me? It's like, if you are going to do all aspects of your film, if you're going to produce it, edit it, cinematography, just all of this kind of stuff, maybe think again, right? Maybe get a second pair of eyes in, you know what I mean? Because I think that's what something like this oftentimes needs, a second pair of eyes, right? So, you know, you've cut the video, you know, the film, Give it to someone else and be like, yo, what do you think? Give me your honest opinions. Don't pull any punches, son. Just let me know. Right? Because I don't think that's what happened here. Right? It's um, it's one of those ones where you, you get the feeling that someone has got the hang of some new tech. Right? They found a button that does a thing and they're like, oh, that's fun. Let's let's do that. Oh, let's do it again. I think it went well. Let's do it again. Oh, there's <laughs> like he, it's all green screen basically. And anyone that had issues with Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania, they should not watch this. <laughs> they should not watch this because. If you thought some of the effects in that film was glaring, yo, <laughs> the effects in this are shocking. 
and Breen handled all the special effects himself. <laughs> Listen, right? You always try and look for those bright sparks in something because you're not going to like every film. It's just, you know, one of those things. You're not going to like every single film. And that's fine, right? There's usually something you can go, yo, that was handled really well. That was handled. Re- I, I like that, right? I like the music. Great cinematography. There's something. There's something. I couldn't find anything in this. And that again, that that could just be me. That could just be me. You know what I mean? There's so many people go watch stuff like The Disaster Artist, The Room, right? Just those films. And they love them. They love them, right? So this will have an audience. It will. I just, yeah, I... There's nothing I can really say to shine a light on anything here, right? The the acting is very wooden. Now, maybe, right? Here's the thing. That could be intentional, right? Breen could say, listen, I'm, I'm trying to have fun here. So I want you to ham it up. Right. I want you to constantly look directly at the camera and speak to, um, you know, the other doctor. But look at the camera. Don't look at them. (laughs) You know, I mean, he might be telling them to do those things. Right. That's what might be happening. There's um, (laughs) there's a bit at the end and he's like. uh, I think my time has come. My time is now. My time has come. My time has definitely come. And you're just like, yo, how many times are we going to say this thing? And he's like, I've got to leave you. I think I need to leave. I will be going now. And he doesn't ever go. <laughs> you're just you're like, what? There's so much repetition. It is insane. So much repetition. The fight scenes are, oh man, the fight scenes are crazy. Fight scenes are crazy. Like, think of some of those cheesy, crazy films from like the, the 70s, 80s, right? Some of those action films from back, back then. And, you know, where someone throws a punch and they clearly didn't hit clearly didn't hit those fight scenes are like top notch <laughs> compared to what we see like people can't throw a punch they can't throw kicks it, it, it's crazy and then you've <laughs> there's this as i said there's so much green screen right so we have people fighting themselves Right, so there's a scene with someone wearing a, a grey t-shirt. Then they're fighting these assailants. There's these assailants that crop up in black, black t-shirts and ski masks, which is the same actors as the patients. Basically, it's the same. He's used the same people, and so you have these 
fights where he's superimposed the two together and it's terrible <laughs> it looks so bad it looks the music is horrible it's yeah listen it's not for me but it does make its UK premiere at Sci-Fi London, people. So if you want to check it out, then that's where you need to go. Sci-Fi London to check out the new Breen film. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can go and check out the new Neil Breen film, Cade, The Tortured Crossing. And you can see such things as a tiger that turns into a woman. For what reason? I do not know. I do not know. I do not know. There's a lot of talk about this hospital and this investment that you're like, what investment? Right? What's the investment? There's people that at one point you're thinking they're meant to be bad then they're good, right? The police are there, but you don't know why the police are even involved because no one's talking to them, dealing with them. It's, it's bizarre, but if you like bizarre, this could well be for you people. So head on down to Sci-Fi London, all the information on the website, okay? So uh, yeah. Maybe you will enjoy this, but be warned. Next, people, we're going to end with this one. It is a deep astronomy and the romantic sciences. Okay, people, so... Corey Maccabee, a favourite of Sci-Fi London, has created a new joint, right? It is called Deep Astronomy and the Romantic Sciences. Now, Corey wrote and directed it. It is produced by um, Steve Holmgreen, Daryl Connors, and Richard Cole. It is executive produced by Corey Maccabee, associate produced by James Habaka, and co-produced by Franny Alfano. William Schwartkurt is on cinematography. Richard Cole edits the piece. Production design is Leslie Anton and Delphine Anton. Um, hair, makeup, prosthetics, a Robin, Robin Frohunt, and a Meredith Adelaide. Production management is Wes Hurley and Chris Silansky. Uh, and our cast. Well, we have Rudy, played by Rudy DeJesus. Um, we have Grace. Now, the voice of Grace is handled by Meredith Adelaide, and the body of Grace is Mika Muzaka. We've 
got um, Rudy's friend, Mike, played by Chris Davis. Uh, there's also um, Corey Maccabee. He's in the piece. Um, there's MC, played by James Haybacker. Uh, Marshall Witherton, played by Matt Roper. Handsome Sebastian, played by Sebastian Galasso. Anton Baxter, played by Craig Anton. We have got um, Casey Edwards as a student. Future Driver, played by Joshua Wingana. Um, Burry Vid, played by Alexandra Travas. Uh, Daryl Connors, played by Daryl Connors. Ethan Collins, played by Ethan Collins. Jin Hammond plays a light donor admirator. Um, we've got Amy Maccabee as Earth Reimbursement Center prone. No voice. Um, the blink time admirator is Richard Cole. Susie Berlin is the emotional mathematics ad narrator. And Peter Barto is the Mars ad, elephant ad, and Earth Reimbursement Center ad narrator as well. Now, the gist is Grace is a robot incognito whose primary function is to represent humanity based on a generalization created from all social media and wireless communications. Rudy is her final test. Now, this, this is an interesting uh, film, right? It, you wonder, right? Because it, it, it's different. Right, we, we're in a crowded bar, but it's not really a crowded bar, right? It's just one of those ones where it's just like, okay, there's not a lot of people in this place, really, if we're thinking about it. If it's crowded, if it was actually busy, you wouldn't be here to hear the conversation, you know what I mean? And you've got a guy, he's with his friends, he comes over and he's like, ah, me and my friends think you're a robot, sits down. And this conversation starts with Grace. Now, she, she's there, right? She's like, oh, I'm meant to be meeting someone, but we can have a conversation. And then this whole thing starts. Now, the film is intercut with these performances from Maccabee and these other, like, things that, you know, Grace talks about, right? Like the light donor uh, movement, the Mars, the um, Earth Reimbursement Center, Blink Time. So we have all of these things like cut in and we have these talks by different people, right? So we've got um, Anton Cole, 
Anton Baxter even giving this, you know, to see her a blink time, giving this talk and Corey's giving a talk. And so we have all of this different information coming at you. And it is, it is very intriguing. It really is. You know, and it's like blink time isn't a thing, obviously. But you do find yourself pulled in to this whole explanation of it, right? It is really engaging. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed it, right? Because we're hitting on kind of notions as well that are in everyday life, you know? Like this whole thing of Grace saying that she knows Rudy, right? She knows everyone because she's read their to text their email, listen to phone calls. And she adamantly believes this is true. Rudy says, no, it's not true, right? Because I don't always say everything in a text message. She then says something that's very interesting, right? And you think, okay, now that's a point. Right, because if you're taking information like that, how does that help shape who someone is to someone? Right, but then you have this thing of, you know, when you think about all the information that is shared, all the, you know, comments on social media and in an email, it's not necessarily what someone is actually thinking, right? We put on these facades. You know, essentially we we could be robots like Grace, you know, saying that thing that has been regurgitated time and time again. But how true is that? How much do we believe that point? Hmm, right? And that's what I found very fascinating about this. Because it's just, you know, Grace giving a history of the bar they're in. So all of these things, how they're connected to it. Right? That's how we get all of this information. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Right? Rudy points out about a t-shirt. And if people really stand by the things on those t-shirts, right? Which again, do they, right? Now, oftentimes people have statements or images that they're trying to, um, you know, make a point about, right? There's certain slogans that people are like, you know, trying to be um, controversial, Right, they're thinking and making a stand on this point, but yeah, how much do they really stand behind that point? Right, I think you you wonder about all of these things while watching this, you know. And although I will say, right, although the bar setting doesn't really feel like a bar setting, right. But it does feel like a conversation, right? The, the frustration Rudy is having, you buy that, 
right? But then you buy all the other stuff he's saying to Grace and he's, the way he's reacting to that information, the way he talks about his friends and all of this stuff. You know, you 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 do get that, which I think is an interesting one because, like, what was told to, um, you know, the use in playing this role, right? Because he's talking to a robot. So it's not like you're talking to, an, you know, a peer. Right, another human being reacting to the emotions you're getting back. So, I think what he gives us is very interesting because it works. It really does work, right? And you have to kind of, you know, you do believe he is talking to a robot, in fact. You know, so I thought that was really good. And then just all the other stuff we see, right? When um, Anton Baxter is talking about blink time, definitely comes off as one of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> Basically a time-shared cat, right? A smarmy motherfucker trying to sell you on something. You know, we, we, we have these interesting performances around this interesting dynamic and concept yeah I, I really did enjoy this uh so you know deep astronomy and the romantic sciences is having its uk premiere at sci-fi london right so head down right maybe you'll bump into Corey there yeah maybe you'll bump into some of the cast but you know, I think this is a very good example of the interesting stuff that you can come across at a film festival, and especially something like Sci-Fi London people. So, um, yeah, give it, give it a check. Right, all the information on the website, obviously. So, uh, yeah, have a look. Go, go to the festival. Right, check out what else is there. And uh, I might see you there, people. Might see you there. All right. Peace. Okay, people. So that is the end of day two of the festival. Right. We will be back probably tomorrow. Yeah, you know I mean, we're going to try and speak to some people and, you know, we do our thing. Um, we'll see how it all goes. But check the website because all the links. You know what I mean? They'll be there. So, yeah, make sure that you go check out the festival in Persion, right? Get your tickets ASAP because the screenings are selling out, people, obviously. So, do not be a Klingon. Make sure you get your trek on. Head down to Sci-Fi London 2023. Peace.